Fawn Jackson of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association took part in a panel discussion last week at the COP26 Summit in Glasgow, Scotland. A lot of conversations going on here uh, in Glasgow. Uh, You know, I think the real key for me is uh, that there is going to be a lot of financing that is coming that I hope can get down to farmers and ranchers and certainly will be working um, to do that um, because everybody is looking for solutions and it's important that we um, have practical solutions uh, where those that financing can can go to. So, uh, you know, I think there's going to be more investment than perhaps we've seen in the past, and uh, good for us that we have a strategy on where to uh, place that. She says farmers have a big role to play in the fight against climate change. The price of milk from the farm is increasing six cents across the country. This follows the annual cost of product study done in the dairy industry. Matt Flamen is chair of Sask Milk. Processors and retailers may pass some of that on to consumers, but when you're looking at what uh, the consumers would see, it's, it's very little compared to what the impact would be on a farmer. So you're looking at pennies uh, increase maybe on a block of cheese and things like that, but per liter on the farm or hectoliter, it's quite significant for us. Farmgate milk prices are expected to go up by February 1st. Grain markets pulled back to start the month of November, as despite the fundamental bullish undertones that remain in the market, traders start positioning to a potential bearish WASDI. One quarter of the way through the Canadian wheat 2020-2022 crop year, and pulse exporters so far are quite reflective of this year's smaller harvest. For non-Durham Canadian wheat exports, shipments are tracking to nearly 2 million metric tons behind where they were about a year ago, and almost a million metric tons behind the three-year average. On the flip side, the Durham market is trading in a bit of a hand-to-mouth world, where some trades happen, prices stayed level a bit, and then a pause or even a pullback a bit before the next round of trading and contracting. Case in point was week 12's marketing year low of just 4,100 metric tons of Durham being shipped out of the country, but week 13 showed a significant rebound in the third largest weekly sailings of the year. Cumulatively though, total Canadian Durham exports are just over 160,000 metric tons so far in 2021-2022, are still 22% behind last year's pace and 15% behind the three-year seasonal average. Fertilizer has been in short supply in some regions this fall. Fertilizer Canada's Executive Vice President Clyde Graham talked about the current market situation. We have had some supply disruptions. You know, we've had uh, consequences of natural gas prices rising dramatically in Europe and leading to a shutdown of at least one uh, nitrogen manufacturing facility in the UK. We've had uh, weather-related uh, consequences in uh, Louisiana for nitrogen and uh, and phosphate in Florida as well due to significant uh, storms. And we've had uh, some countries like uh, China and Russia uh, put limitations on export of uh, fertilizer products. And finally, Manitoba has announced a variant of nutrient application due to the expectation of snow cover, frozen soil, and below freezing temperatures. The last day to apply nutrients is November 12th. Nutrients cannot be applied on or after November 13th. Farmers are obliged to assess current weather conditions and periodically check weather forecasts when applying nutrients after November 9th. Nutrients should not be applied in instances where the weather outlook is unfavorable, such as if snow or an apprehensible amount of rainfall is expected that could result in runoff. All other requirements of the Nutrient Management Regulation and the Livestock Manure and Mortalities Management Regulations remain in effect. For Golden West Radio, I'm Sean Slatt.